today is Wednesday, January 27th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements. I'm Sammy Sage. First, we have a rather disappointing update on the Senate trial of Donald Trump. Yesterday, the Senate held a vote in response to an objection raised by Senator Rand Paul that questioned the constitutional basis for Trump's trial since he is now out of office. Only five Republican senators joined the Democrats to go forward with the trial, including Mitt Romney, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, Ben Sass, and Pat Toomey, who is retiring this year. While this vote does mean that the Senate trial will go forward, this vote count definitely does not bode well for the likelihood that Democrats will be able to pick up an additional 12 senators who are willing to vote to convict Trump and bar him from holding office again. It's really frustrating that I even have to bring this up, but the only reason that Trump is being tried as a former president is because Mitch McConnell refused to start the trial until January 19th, even though the insurrection happened on January 6th. I really feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Also, I should point out that the Republicans' argument about Trump being a private citizen requires a major fact check. The Congressional Research Service, which is the public policy think tank for the U.S. Congress, has twice reported that most constitutional scholars say a Senate trial of an impeached former official is constitutional. But what do they care? It's not like the insurrectionists tried to hang the vice president of their own party or anything. More on the Senate trial, remember yesterday's episode when we talked about Senator Patrick Leahy, who will be presiding over the trial? He was sworn in yesterday, but later in the day was taken to the hospital because he was reportedly not feeling well, out of an abundance of caution, of course. Leahy is 80 years young and a senator from the state of Vermont, which currently has a Republican governor. Now let's pivot to headlines out of the Biden administration. Yesterday, President Biden had his first perfect phone call with Vladimir Putin, where Putin was officially confronted for the first time by an American president about the recent cyber attack, Russian bounties that were put on U.S. troops in Afghanistan, Russian aggression in Ukraine, the poisoning of Alexei Navalny, and Kremlin interference in U.S. presidential elections. Seriously, how long was this phone call? They did agree on one thing, which was to extend the New START agreement an additional five years, which limits the size of both countries' nuclear arsenals to 1,550 strategic warheads. Seems like that's plenty of warheads. More positive news out of the Biden administration. Yesterday, efforts were announced to combat COVID-19 as a wartime undertaking, and the administration purchased an additional 200 million vaccines, bringing the available supply to eventually 600 million doses. With the purchase of these additional doses, Biden said there should be enough to give nearly all Americans two doses of the vaccine by the end of summer or early fall. Biden also signed four executive orders yesterday aimed at racial equity. The orders included ending the Justice Department's use of private prisons, directing the Department of Housing and Urban Development to examine how previous administrations undermined fair housing laws, and an order calling for the reestablishment of federal respect for tribal sovereignty. Why am I not particularly surprised that the former president who expressed admiration for Andrew Jackson wasn't exactly huge on respect for tribal sovereignty? The final order called for the Department of Health and Human Services to examine how Trump's rhetoric about COVID-19 may have led to discrimination against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, and directed federal agencies to combat xenophobia amidst a rise in hate crimes and harassment. It's almost like Trump's insistence on continuing to call it the China virus had a negative impact. Also yesterday, the Justice Department formally rescinded the Trump administration memo that led to child separation at the border under the zero tolerance policy. I really can't believe how much good news I just reported. 
Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can help us grow by heading over to the feed on iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe, or follow us if you're listening on Spotify. And we have some exciting news. Starting this Friday, we're launching the companion show to the morning announcements known as Afternoon Tea, where I'll be sitting down with some of the most interesting people in politics and media to chat about the things we care about most. It's basically like your political therapy session. You can find each new episode of The Afternoon Tea in the Betcha Up podcast feed, so be sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.